Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of If These Hills Could Talk. I'm your old buddy Tennessee Brando and thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Before I get started with this week's topic, I just wanted to uh, bring y'all up to date on a few things, let y'all know some things that has been going on. If you haven't seen me lately on uh, social media very much, if you haven't saw um, TikToks and YouTube videos and things like that, um, it's mainly because I've uh, had a death in the family. and it's one that I've taken pretty hard, and so I've just not really had the heart to do much as of late. Uh, actually, this uh, this man uh, wasn't technically blood, but uh, he was a close friend of the family, someone we considered family. And um, when he passed away, uh, before he passed away, he asked his son uh, to, um, he told his son, he said, I don't want any uh, funerals. I don't want any gatherings. I don't want an obituary written up. I don't want any postings on social media at all. Uh, He said, when I die here at home, I want you to take me uh, straight and have me cremated. And once you have my ashes back in your possession, then um, I want you to uh, tell my family and friends that I'm not with them anymore. And so um, I found out about it just like he asked. I found out about it once his uh, son got the ashes back. And so uh, it was a really hard one for me to process, uh, but out of respect for him and his wishes, I didn't make any social media post, and I, I didn't talk about it because he didn't want me to. All the reason I'm telling you about it is because that's why you've not saw me around the last couple of days. It's been kind of hard, but um, I'm getting through it, and uh, you know I'm still respecting his wishes. I'm not even going to tell you who he was. <laughs> because that's, uh, that's the kind of man that he was. But uh, one day, uh, when the time is right and the place is right, I'll find a way to, uh, to work him in uh, to songs I write, which I already have, by the way. He's already in them. Uh, but I'll find ways to uh, honor his memory. Um, but right now, I'm just respecting his wishes and I'm not posting about it and not talking about it. I'm just telling you about it because that's why I've not been around. Um, but I'm trying to get uh, back in the saddle and uh, um, and uh, getting getting back to doing the things I love doing, which is uh, podcasts and music and videos, and talking to you guys and coming up with things to talk about. And so uh, that's what we're going to do. We just got to keep on moving. I know for I know one thing for certain: uh, if he were here today, he would not want me laying down and stopping. On his behalf, I know for a fact he would tell me to keep moving, and I could hear him right now saying, why in the hell are you stopping? Why are you slowing down on my behalf, buddy? I'm not here. You keep moving. And so uh, that's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep moving. Uh, This podcast here is brought to you by Howdy Beer. I actually went to the uh, beer store. I'm going to do a plug here. (laughs) There is a new liquor store in Tazewell um, called Robbie's Liquor. It's got a great selection of, of, of all sorts of beer and liquor, and they've actually got a humidor. For those of you that haven't known this about me already, I am now into cigars pretty big and hot and heavy. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm sitting here looking at some of my cigars in my humidor right now. Uh, so I bought me a cigar while I was over there a few minutes ago, and I also bought me this Howdy beer, which I've never had. If, if any of you have had it, this is a Western Pilsner, and so I'm going to crack it open for my buddy and take a sip for him. I'll let y'all know what I think about it. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I'll let you know what I think about it as the show goes on. <laughs> but anyway, 
thank you guys so much for being with me and thank you for listening to that intro and uh, uh, thank you for bearing with me uh, while I've been missing in action for a day or two but um, you know uh, there's a whole lot going on in the world I'm going to talk about that in a minute but before I do I'll do a few shameless plugs Uh, don't forget to uh, check out uh, I am on Patreon and I've been gaining patrons lately and I'm very thankful for all of you you can go to patreon.com slash Brando. I'm on there you can also check out my merch store on Threadless. And the easiest way to find all of this, I know that so many of y'all listening to uh, this podcast, hearing the sound of my voice, you probably uh, discovered me on uh, TikTok. So if you go to my original TikTok channel, which is still up, by the way, uh, go to TikTok and uh, click on the link tree in my bio. That will take you straight to my Facebook page, my YouTube channel, my Instagram account, my Twitter. That's basically what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> uh, it'll take you to my Twitter <coughs> take you to my merch store my patreon everything so it's a one-stop uh click if you click on that link tree you'll be able to find me on all the forms of social media so uh, be sure to do that uh do i'm always adding new designs on the merch store and always coming up with uh, patron only content that you can find on there i usually when i stop recording these podcasts i'll tell you what happens when i stop recording these podcasts i'll say ah shit i should have said that and then that becomes the patron exclusive content that you get on there so uh be sure to uh, follow me on there, and thank you guys so much for following me on there. I really appreciate it. But uh, speaking of Twitter, now I know in the past that I have done uh, an episode about Elon Musk, and uh, at the time that I recorded uh, that episode, I, it really hadn't got as bad as it is now. Uh, I got back on Twitter because I became a contributor for Midas Touch, and uh, they, they post a whole lot from there. And uh, so I jumped back on there, and when I did, uh, Midas started sharing my videos and started sharing my Twitter, and it caused me to gain a big following really quick. And so I had never had a following on Twitter before. I've said this before, I know I have, that you know I really didn't have a, that big of a following on Twitter, and uh, so I really didn't use it a whole lot. But since I got became a contributor for Midas Touch, I've been using it a whole lot more. And uh, then Elon got the reins of it, and he is running it, and he's running it right straight into the ground, right in front of our faces. And, um, you know, I know I talked about it in a previous episode, but I just feel like, guys, that Elon Musk is a lot worse than we ever dreamed he could be. Uh, I think he's a whole lot worse than we ever thought originally. And and I've got a whole lot of new thoughts about it, and I'm sure you all do too. And for any of you guys that uh, have thoughts on the subject and uh, ideas and questions, be sure to reach out to me and let me know what you're thinking about it. Because, uh, you know, I said to myself when it first started, I said, why would a guy spend what 43 44 billion dollars on twitter why would he buy that why would he spend his money on that and he said it was because he was doing it to save free speech from liberals like us that people like us are against uh freedom of speech is the narrative that he's uh, shaping and doing a damn good job of it but once he got control of uh twitter uh he just turned it into an absolute dumpster fire and a dumpster fire of uh, white supremacy, a dumpster fire of misinformation. And when people like us try to combat it, this is one of the hardest things I've ever seen to combat because when we do, we automatically get told that we don't love and don't cherish free speech. They have not now hijacked the First Amendment the same way that they hijacked the Second Amendment. You know, they took one sentence from the Second Amendment, which the Second Amendment is just one sentence, but they took one sentence, which is the Second Amendment, and they completely bastardized it uh, to the point that now, if we try to come up with any form of sensible gun laws, 
uh, we get told that we hate the Second Amendment and that we don't believe that people have the right to protect themselves. And I am a firm believer in the Second Amendment. I'm a firm believer that everyone should have the right to protect themselves. But I'm also for some common sense gun laws. I'm also for some responsible gun ownership. But when you say that to a Republican, well, you immediately get told that you hate America and that you're a communist. And now, thanks to Elon Musk, they have found a way to hijack the First Amendment in the same exact way. Now, anytime we say anything like, hey, that fucker shouldn't have said that, then we're going to get hit with, well, you don't cherish or value free speech. And nothing can be further from the truth. You know, I know that my listeners believe and value free speech. I know a good chunk of my listeners uh, believe and value the Second Amendment, too, uh, in some shape or form. Uh, we all may have differing opinions on some of it, but I'm sure that none of us are sitting here saying that you shouldn't have a right to speak. But... Elon has taken this whole thing a step further. He gave back Donald Trump his Twitter, which Trump hasn't actually tweeted yet because he's tied to True Social, and I, I guess he don't want to have egg on his face. If he, if Trump comes over to Twitter, then he's kind of admitting that True Social is a failure, and so uh, he can't bring himself to do that just yet. But I'm sure in time he will be back. Uh, you know, he gave Marjorie Taylor Greene her account back. He gave all these white supremacists their accounts back, and now they're all coming back over there saying, ha, 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 how do you like it, liberals? We're back. You can't silence us. You can't stop us. And it now has caused me to scratch my head and go, wait a minute. Could this guy possibly have been duped into buying this? Could this be one of those moments where Elon has bought Twitter to give the radical right their voice back? And could he have easily been a pawn in their game to get their voice back. And, you know, he started these ridiculous Twitter files where he says he's going to post things. He's going to, he's going to expose the corrupt liberals. I mean, he has went full-blown radical fascist right wing. Uh, he's calling for the prosecution of Dr. Fauci. He's uh, m making fun of uh, people's pronouns. He's sharing ridiculous memes. I mean, he is Donald Trump 2.0. If you thought Trump was bad at tweeting and you've not been on Twitter lately and you thought Donald Trump was an embarrassment on Twitter, Elon Musk has taken it to a whole new level of disgusting um, and doing so in the name of free speech. And when Apple says something like, well, we don't want to do business with you, uh, we don't want our ads on your products, then he's saying now that Congress should interfere. And Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ron DeSantis, Lauren Boebert, people like that, they're saying that Congress should interfere and should force Twitter to do business with them. And that completely goes against the Constitution. But now that's where we're at with this whole thing. Now they believe um, that Twitter should get involved, in it, or, or excuse me, Congress should get involved in Twitter. And that's so funny to me because this is coming from the very people that likes to shout, don't tread on me. This is coming from the very people that says that Congress, you know, should not get involved in, in, in things. This is coming from people who wants to control women's bodies. Uh, this, this is coming from people who wants to control uh, marriage and say who, who can marry who. Uh, they want the government to stick their nose in everybody's business. Uh, but, but then they have the audacity to sit back and say to us, don't tread on me. Uh, that's one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen because if anyone's doing the treading, it's definitely them. And, um, and, and, it, and it scares me because, see, Donald Trump um, is facing down a mountain of charges. Donald Trump is facing a mountain of legal issues. And he has to definitely be exhausting 
what's left of the Republican Party. He has to be an absolute burr in their saddle. He has to be an absolute thorn in their side. And they can't figure out how to get rid of him. And where I feel we should all be concerned right now, we should all be kind of honestly scared. And I'm not trying to be a fear monger either. But I'm just saying, um, what if Elon Musk decided he wanted to run for president? I believe if Elon Musk was to say those words, that Donald Trump's brand would die instantly. I really believe that that would be the death of Donald Trump because at the end of the day, everyone would say, well, he, Elon saved free speech. Elon gave us our voice back. And can you imagine having a man in power that had a platform like Twitter under his belt? You know, Trump has Truth Social, and Truth Social is a joke, joke, and we all know that. But Elon now has the reins of Twitter, and he has painted this idea that he is this patriot for free speech, that he is the savior of free speech. And any of us that speaks out against him, and any of us that says these people shouldn't be allowed to say these things, we get told that we don't value free speech. And, 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 there's, and, and you know... Um, there are a whole lot of people who would blame this on the left and would say that this is what cancel culture and the woke movement got us. Now, I can see that argument to an extent. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, the, the, there's things about cancel culture that I've, that I've, that I've not liked at all. But uh, I've always pointed this out when people get bent out of shape over cancel culture. I really don't think that it exists on the level that people think that it does. If someone ends up getting canceled, um, it's usually it's usually simply that someone out there doesn't want to do business with them. It's usually what ends up happening. I'll give you an example of what I'm trying to say. Hank Williams Jr. Hank Williams Jr. back in the day made the comment he compared Obama uh, to Hitler um, with an analogy. And really, in all trueness, I'm not even going to give Hank Jr. that much shit over that because... You know, he made the comment, I can't remember exactly what it was now, but he made the comment that uh, Obama uh, doing that golf game that he did, he said that would be like Hitler playing golf with Netanyahu. Um, and that got him kicked off Monday Night Football. Now, like I said, I, I, I can understand that we've all made analogies like that where we've said, hey, that'd be like Hitler doing this, or that'd be like so-and-so doing that. So I'm not even here to give Hank Jr. shit, really. I'm just saying that what happened there was that Monday Night Football said, well, we don't want you singing our theme song anymore. He really didn't, his career didn't end. The man is still selling millions of albums. He's still selling out a stadium, uh, not stadiums, he's still selling out arenas pretty much everywhere he goes. He still has a crowd. And if anything else, uh, the whole getting banned off Monday Night Football probably helped his album sales because a bunch of people ran out to buy them. And that's the whole thing. When someone says, oh, so-and-so got canceled. Well, maybe so. Maybe by one, maybe maybe somewhere someone said, I don't want to do business with you anymore and canceled them off of some certain uh, platform. But they didn't completely get deplatformed because anytime that happens, someone automatically runs out and supports them. Another example is the country singer Morgan Wallen that was videotaped by his neighbor saying the N-word. I knew people that hated bro country, couldn't stand mainstream country music, but they started going out and snatching up Morgan Wallen albums like crazy after he said that because they wanted to support the guy. You know, so, uh, yes, there's a whole lot of annoying people on the far left, but I've always said the difference between the two is I don't feel like that the far left is the biggest and greatest threat to our democracy because there's still enough reasonable people on the left to go, no, nah, we're not buying that. If... A bunch of far-left people 
suddenly decided they wanted to overthrow the government, I do believe there will be enough reasonable people on the left that we would shut that down and condemn it pretty fast. However, on the other side of the fence, they support it wholeheartedly or they just completely remain silent and do nothing, but they still vote Republican because, well, at least we're not voting for the baby killer. At least we're not voting for the communists. At least we're not voting for the ones that hate free speech. And that's where we're at right now. And that's the point that I don't know if I'll ever be able to drive home. We are at a point in history where they have, they have been working at this for years. And they're still succeeding at it, at painting the left as the communists, as painting the left as the enemy. And this has been going on for years and years and years, but they have pushed the accelerator down, and now they have someone like Elon Musk with his money, with his power, and with his appeal. There's a whole lot of people out there, for whatever reason, are fascinated as fuck with this guy. It's because he's got a lot of money. And they're fascinated by this. They're going, oh man, Elon, he's our guy. You know, and it is an absolute uh, scary time in my mind. It's, it's, a, it's a scary time to, uh, to be alive because um, now that he has this platform and now that he's pushing these conspiracy theories and now that he's calling for the prosecution of uh, Fauci and he's sharing these ridiculous polls and these ridiculous, uh, um, I mean, it's, it looks like parlor. You know, if you remember, I didn't get on that, uh, but I definitely saw enough from it to, to make me not want to get on it. But it's it's turned in now. I Every time I scroll my feed, I see Kyle Rittenhouse, um, people like that, Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're just all up front. I'm having a harder time finding uh, people on the left. And, you know, I think this is exactly what uh, the far right wanted. I think they had to figure out a way to get their voice back. And uh, they've done it. They've done it, and they've got Elon on their side. And now anything that happens from here on out, if if Apple was to remove Twitter from the store, uh, you're going to see a full-blown war about it. You're going to see a full-blown uh, attack because um, they're going to feel like that uh, they're being silenced uh, for good. And uh, it's just going to, in my mind, continue to get uglier. Um, but this is where we're at, folks. This, this is exactly wh- what we have now become. And uh, when reasonable people like us tries to stand up and say, hey, this, this doesn't work, um, we immediately get told that we hate America. We immediately get told that we're communists. Let me explain something to you. Uh, I did not serve in the military. So I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to be a chicken hawk and thump and, uh, uh, and say, oh, we should go kick ass and we should go do these kind of things. I've never been that kind of person. Um, and I've never been the kind of person that used the expression, we kicked their ass because I didn't kick no one's ass. I, I've been right here in my part of the world, living my life, you know, but I did have a grandfather and a great uncle, um, that, that fought the communists, that fought the Nazis, that stood toe to toe with them and fought for, uh, for, for the freedom and democracy that we have today. And, you know, yes, uh, Nazis do have the right to say whatever the hell they want to say. They do. And, and that, that's what I want, I want people to understand about me. I am not saying that even the worst of people don't have freedom of speech. Yes, they do. But they should also be held accountable. If someone doesn't want to do business with them, if, if, a, if a public company does not want to do business with someone because of their beliefs, then we, we sh- uh, they should be allowed to not do that. And Congress shouldn't be interfering, telling them what they should and shouldn't say. And, and politicians shouldn't be standing up encouraging that. You know, they want, they want to sit here and tell us that, uh, 
you know, that they they want to say things to the nature of, well, this this baker over here, uh, he shouldn't be forced to buy. He shouldn't be forced to make a, a wedding cake for a gay couple. They want to sit and shout that shit at us. But then they want to turn around and say that a company should be forced to do business with white supremacists. And someone like Elon has completely taken the gloves off. He's saying all the quiet parts out loud. He's doing it unapologetically. He is mocking the entire thing. And he's getting everybody worked into a frenzy behind him. And like I said, I really believe that he himself could single-handedly end Donald Trump in the political theater if he was to step out and say he wanted to do it. Because the scary part is Trump has opened a door. And it may not be Elon. But eventually, someone is going to walk through that door that's going to be way more dangerous than Donald Trump could ever be. I remember back when he first got elected. I'm still enjoying my Howdy beer, by the way. Yep, I actually enjoy this stuff. But back when Trump was first elected, um, a guy that I worked with was like, well, you know, uh, the thing about Donald Trump is, man, he's changed the game. You know, he said, Trump, he's... uh, he said, he's changed the game. He's, you don't have to be a politician now. He's shown rich people that just anybody, anybody out there now, they don't have to, to, to support a candidate. They can be the candidate. And I remember thinking, okay, so who will the left pull out? Will the left ever pull out like Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> will the left ever pull out you know, Oprah Winfrey? Who, who will the left pull out is what, where my mind went to. But now I'm seeing what's even more scary is who the fuck is the right going to pull out next and obviously elon's one of them you know and donald trump has laid this groundwork with his style of politics his brand of politics which is he doesn't want to have a debate with you he doesn't want to win a debate with you he wants to destroy your argument completely by by completely delegitimatizing it he does he wants to completely make it illegitimate by calling it fake news by by deplatforming you to the point that your argument holds no water whatsoever. Donald Trump has ushered in a new breed of politics. He's ushered in a new era where, like my friend said, even though my, I didn't agree with my friend on politics, my coworker, he said, he's changed the game. And you know what? He did. And we can all sit back and say, boy, it was, ter- you know, it was, it was a terrifying time while he was president, and it's a terrifying thought that he could be president again. But what about the guy that figures out how to take Trump's style and take it to the next level. That's the scary part. And that's what that's that's the thing about Elon Musk that now I'm seeing we're we're seeing what is all's happened on Twitter. We're seeing what he's turning it into. We're seeing all these right-wing politicians constantly praising him, constantly heaping their praise, constantly saying, "Oh, he is he's a patriot. Oh, thank God for Elon Musk. Elon has freed us." Let Elon step to the front and say, "I'm ready." And they would jump behind him in a heartbeat. And then there's people out there who would, who in in the middle and on the right, kind of in the middle, leaning toward the right, that would go, well, you know, he ain't Trump. And that's where I think we're going to get had. Some, it may, again, it may not be Elon, but somebody's going to come along. And when they do, they're going to come along and everyone is going to go, well, there's going to be people like us saying, hold on a minute, this person's even more to the right than Trump. This guy's even a bigger fascist than Trump. This person's even worse than Trump. And there's going to be people going in the middle going, well, at least he's not Trump because whoever it is won't be as stupid as Trump, won't be as over-the-top ridiculous as Trump. And that's where it gets scary. We're, we're, we're headed into a time 
where we could very easily see, um, you know, it's, it's the whole, I mean, racism has gotten so much worse and we're seeing it continue to get worse and we're seeing the division continue to get worse because we have completely, we have done away now with any accountability. The truth obviously now can be bought. So Elon has bought Twitter. He's sharing his brand of the truth. He's sharing his alternative to reality. And there's people that's eating it up. Now, over here on the left, if we take, if, if Apple ends up knocking Twitter off the store, then that's going to create a friction. And you're going to have people on. So what I'm trying to say here is you have people who are going to be constantly fighting for the truth. But the truth is the truth. This is something I've always pointed out. The truth is just that. It's the truth. But how are we ever going to be able to present the truth and make people accept the accountability of the truth? That's the question I have. We're to a point now where if I say 2 plus 2 equals 4, an Elon Musk can come along and say, that's a lie, that's liberal propaganda, 2 plus 2 is not 4, 2 plus 2 is 68. And if he says it with enough confidence, he can convince everybody that 2 plus 2 equals 68. And then if I try to show all the evidence in the world that it's four, then I'm going to get called a communist. I'm going to get told that I hate free speech. Do you see the danger of what's going on here? Is there ever going to come a time in any time in our lifetime? Will our grandchildren even see a time where a politician stands up, makes a statement, and someone comes out, fact checks that person legitimately and says what that person just said was a lie. And when, when, the, when the person gets caught in the lie, then it's exposed and we accept the truth for what it is and that person has to accept accountability. And that person has to take responsibility for their actions and for their words. Will we ever see that time in, his, in, our, his, in our lifetime again? Or will we constantly be seeing someone tell a bald-faced lie and when someone else calls it out, they get accused of being unpatriotic, they get accused of hating free speech. Will we ever get back to a time when we can say, you need to be held accountable for your words? Will there ever come a time where we're able to say, you're wrong, and the, the general public just accepts it as real? Folks, there was a time in my life when Dan Quayle misspelled potato, and people thought he wasn't presidential. People thought that he could never be a leader again when he did that. He thought that you should, he told the little girl to put an E on the end of potato. And people laughed him out of the room. He became a laughing stock. Nowadays, if Elon Musk decides that he wants to put an E on, um, on a potato, there are going to be people out there like Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, hey, you liberal commie bastards, potato has an E on it. And... We're just going to have to start accepting that as fact. That's where we're at with this, folks. And that's why this is kind of a continued episode from the other one I did about Elon Musk. But the more I'm on Twitter and the more I'm seeing, and if I see Kyle fucking Rittenhouse one more goddamn time, and, you know, I'm not blocking anybody at the moment. I'm not deleting anybody. I'm watching the dumpster fire unfold. But God Almighty, seeing that little shit who murdered two people, and I can't even get started on Kyle Rittenhouse because... I I have completely lost so much respect for certain people because of their defense of that little bastard. But 
to see him on there praising Elon Musk and saying, oh, it's so good to see the truth coming out because I was lied on and all this ridiculous shit. Um, and they're going to believe anything that Elon says. And it's just going to get worse. I can't see it getting better. I can only see it getting worse. And if Apple removes the app, uh, we could definitely, I think, see a lot of shit hitting the fan. But, uh, you know, those are just my random thoughts for the day. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. I've said this before. This, uh, this podcast has became, I don't go to therapy anymore. I don't go to, uh, I don't go to, uh, meetings anymore. Um, but I, uh, I try my best to, uh, to sit here and talk to you guys and figure things out. So like I said before in this episode, you guys got any questions, any comments, any thoughts, any suggestions, reach out to me and uh, let me know what's on your mind because uh, we all right now, more than anything, we need to pull together and work together for the greater good. That's all we can do. Uh, But we're facing down an enemy right now um, that's uh, unlike anything we've ever seen before. And I don't know if we will ever be able to uh, get it back. But I'm going to close real quick with something I shared I've got a little book here in front of me. This is uh, Hunter S. Thompson's little book of selected quotes. When the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. Hunter S. Thompson said, We have become a Nazi monster in the eyes of the whole world, a nation of bullies and bastards who would rather kill than live peacefully. We are not just whores, we are not just whores for power or oil, but killer whores with hate and fear in our hearts. And folks, that definitely tells me that Hunter S. Thompson was a man way ahead of his time. And I will end it right there on that note. You guys take care. Reach out to me with your thoughts and questions and suggestions. And until next time, I'm Tennessee Brando. And I'll see you again on If These Hills Could Talk.